0: blog talk radio much more besides. they will spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures, and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away.
1: Here we go. Uh,
2: it's it. This is it. You know, and not only that, technology-wise, we're in the future right now.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: I know. So so obviously, my saying things of what we've done for the week is is a total um, farce because we're so far in the the future that where we're going to be technically <laughs> is on vacation. Yeah. So we're right. having a marvelous time on our vacation. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. Let's set that intention. You know, everything safe. is
1: smooth and
2: easy. It's smooth, easy, and fun, and all of that, and and this goes off. Everything goes off well. So there we are. We cut, kind of yes. put it there. So and so it is. And <laughs> so it is. So must <laughs> it be? You know, sounds like you know we just got a movie with a set, and it will say cut, print. You know, <laughs> they don't say you know really any more. They can't. You know, they just have to say cut because it's all digital. So sad. <laughs> right. I mean, I come from a time in the film industry when there was print and we did those wonderful things, but oh well. So, our topic is Zeus. Zeus. Zeus.
1: Zeus, that crazy guy from Mount Olympus.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, it's funny, you know, when I think, when I hear this, now my daughter, she's become. I don't want to call her the crazy cat lady because she does have dogs and, you know, obviously kids and family and all. But she seems to have this pack of cats. Now, we grew up, you know, I grew up with dogs and cats, but not a pack. You know, usually we're like max out four. I mean, when she was a kid, we had a few more cats. But she's got a pack, and they're all, and I find it amusing, white. And one of them, this big, I mean, he's a big white honker of a cat she named zeus and i find it very funny because every time I, i'm now looking at these things i've been doing the research and all i can think of is that big huge a white cat so i guess that's you know kind of an appropriate point of references to he was a big huge man with a big huge energy and a you know man mm-hmm. god deity so yeah. we can yeah. go from there
1: yeah absolutely
2: definitely So, you want to jump in with a few beginning statements on him?
1: Sure. Uh, You know, I like to talk about the Greeks because I feel like um, most people have some general concept of the Greeks. I often use the Greeks as a comparison tool and a, a way to... You know, like, hey, they did it this way in Greece, but they did it this way in some other part of the world. So it's kind of nice to come back to talking about Greece. Um, But one of the things that we don't, at least I didn't learn about in um, school, is the switch from the Titans to the Olympians. And, of course, we hear about that, like the the Clash of the Titans, and there's a movie about it, and, you know, Zeus saves the day or whatever. But what we don't learn about is that this was actually a shift in culture. It was a huge mm-hmm. shift in culture, and, it, and some folks believe it was a shift from a more um, equal, maybe even matriarchal way of being connected to the world to patriarchy. And I don't know that it was matriarchal. I, I don't think we can definitively say, yes, that's how it was, because we don't really know. There wasn't a lot right. of written record before that point, but mm-hmm. it is fair to say that it was different. And then patriarchy came, and Zeus was the, the ride of that. We, we went from worshiping the earth and the elements, which are the titans. The titans are elemental forces. They're, they're big forces that are beyond human comprehension. And the sky father, Zeus, comes and controls those elemental forces. So he, it, instead of us being connected to the land and these forces, there's now a father in the sky who takes mm-hmm. care of all of that for us. Uh, and that is a, that's something that hasn't changed in thousands of years. We still, our our dominant culture still looks at the our great, the great Jesus in the sky to solve our problems. Um, right. and, and Zeus was one of the first waves of that in modern mm-hmm. culture. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of great things and a lot of challenging things when we look at all of this.
2: Well, and yeah. I like how you 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 put the first that that whole process because one of the things that I was I was fascinated by some of the I mean you get on the internet and you get a bunch of different stuff but it's most you know and what you find or the facts and some of the the you know some other things that they talk about in some of my older books that I was going through there were a couple that basically talked about you know the fact that the classical Greeks were um, imaginative and creative thinking and the foundation of a lot of the European civilizations, but their myths were rich and dramatic. And, of course, it came about, you know, the 1900 B.C.'s time of the Greek-Aegean aspect, and that, you know, when it started to change, it was exactly that. The, the change happened, and then the myths and the, the deities changed, and, of course, the battle you you know, Because, you again, nobody wants to go, oh, and they sat down at a table and they decided they were going to do this and they moderated that. It had to get very mm-hmm. dramatic. And, of course, we realized that there was a, it was a very large shift and it was probably very um, aggressive. It may not have always been uh, bloody in one way, but it was aggressive because you're dealing with,
1: as mm-hmm. you say,
2: elements, the earth. The, the dynamics of what this whole world was existing as, and then you, cha- you, you step aside and go, but I'm going to control it. Rather than work right. with it, I'm going to control it. And that's when you get, you know, the Olympians and all of the different things. And how I they it's how Zeus looks at humans as disgusting. You know, I mean, yeah, he, you know, he did this and that and the other thing. But, you know, when it came down to, you know, they're just peons. They're just these these small things that are right. causing problems. I mean, he got so upset he threw a flood to get rid of some of them, you know, as many as he could. Right, um, right. So they didn't have the same kind of uh, connection that, you know, was before. And I think the harmony became inharmonious and then it kind of, it's, Stayed that way. So in some ways, transferring it from deities to the um, monotheistic structures that are now heavily in place, um, they just kept that same <laughs> that same energy, threw it up there as one particular, you know, iconic being, and and then kind of set everything down below. And I found it. Um, because, I, you know, a lot of my family dynamics come from, you know, Italy, Sicily, the Mediterranean, and, you know, genetically that's part of it. And I found that incredibly um, illuminating in a very uh, succinct way rather than, you know, with all the different uh, myths because they kind of changed. The myths changed and they became... <laughs> um, Focused on the male energy more than anything else. So,
1: mm-hmm. right,
2: right, right. It, and it, it came from way. you know, like you were
1: saying, it was a more uh, a power with and living within and connected to to a power over where uh, you know temples were erected and lots of money were spent to decorate and take care of these temples where the gods would live, and you would go and and pay for the gods to listen to you and take them offerings and sacrifices that they might give you what it is you you desired and it was Mm -hmm. a a major change from living in communion and community with to supplicating
2: yes exactly and out of that came you know and it was interesting because the way it was broken down is it talked about like you know i mean we know this zeus's father Cronos, mom Praya, okay, and they were the children of the the uh, the Titans. But the point you get is they basically the the father usurping the father and taking him taking it over. And it was a pattern that was promoted from Kronos, you know, down it to um, Zeus. And even Zeus. I mean, it was kind of like, and then, you know, in terms of the dynamics before, it's like they just started in, you know, the father has to, you know, keep the kids from killing him so that he can, you know, maintain his power and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, they have all these different things, and then they have the different levels of, sub, of doing. the different aspects from Titans to Giants. To, you know, and they had really neat titles for all of these battles, which I thought was fascinating. Very Greek, and I'm not even going to try pronouncing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But um, so that you know, the background, and I know you know the myth. We can talk about the myth of how you know uh, Zeus became the sure. uh, the. Head of the Olympians, I don't know if you want to throw that in. You're really good at telling myth stories, kind of a thing. But we could try that and give people an idea, since I'm sure they've never heard it before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I, the the version that I know uh, is quite simple. Um, you know, Zeus. So there's actually a cycle of Chronos the Titan Kronos is Zeus's father um, and Kronos. I can't remember who his father is now, but it's another Titan-esque entity. And there was a, uh, a, a myth, what is the word? A prophecy, a prophecy that, that Kronos would uh, usurp control from his father. Uh, mm-hmm. And so his father did whatever he could to avoid that happening And then, funnily enough, it happens, like these things do. And then for Kronos, the same prophecy came that Zeus, Kronos' son, would usurp power from Kronos. So it's fascinating to see, like, this was a legacy of these leaders in the gods, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Uranos or Oranos was Kronos' father. Um, So anyway, so Kronos decides, all right, well, I've got all these kids, uh, I can't remember how many now. I want to say like seven or five. I'm sorry, I'm totally butchering this. But I have all these kids, and one of them is going to take my power and usurp my control. So I'll just eat them all. Because, <laughs> you know, for other, you when know, you don't want something... Right. When you don't want something to bother you, you just eat it and digest it, and then it won't be a problem anymore. I know that totally works. Uh, So <laughs> in the story that... The, the gods are swallowed, um, but Rhea, Zeus's mother, was so upset that this was happening that she actually hid Zeus, and she wrapped him up um, and then wrapped up a stone so that Kronos would be confused and would eat the stone instead of the baby, which is what happened. Uh, and this is how Zeus was able to grow into manhood and become strong and learn all the the rules, and uh, he ended up going after the Titans because the Titans were trying to control him and his siblings, Uh, and he battled them and won and cut open his father, and all of his siblings escaped, and they were the Olympians, so all of the Olympians continued to battle the Titans, and they locked up the Titans in Tartarus, the, the prison that's inescapable in the deepest part of the underworld. Uh, and then Zeus and his siblings were like, all right, well, now we're in charge. So I'll be in charge of this spot. You'll be in charge of that spot. You'll decide you'll be in the ocean. And Hades, how about you go into underworld? That's like an important one because you have to make sure the Titans don't escape and blah, blah, blah. And then Zeus was like, oh, and P.S., I'm in charge of everything. I'm the head, and I'm going to live on Mount Olympus. And, and there we go. Then a completely different way of life began.
2: And it's interesting because they didn't reign without, you know, problems because Gaia decided, well, excuse me, you know, this doesn't seem okay. <laughs> so she basically got, you know, the giants to do battle with the Titans. And um, there was another name for this big battle. And
1: yet, out of... Alvira, are you still there? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Well, folks, I have no idea if you can hear me or if you can hear Elvira, but I can't hear anything. So I'm just going to give it a second and see if things write themselves. I appear to still be on the phone, and my computer appears to still be connected to our studio. And I can see Alvira is still in the studio. But I cannot hear her voice. Elvira, are you there? All right. Well, I'm going to pick up where Elvira was talking about the giants, and then we'll see what happens if she shows back up. Um, Oh, I just got a text from her. She is here, but I can't hear her. So I'm going to spin plates for a second and see. Um, Maybe she's on mute or something. Sometimes that happens accidentally. Okay. She's going to recall. So in the meantime, I'll just babble on to you guys. So uh, let's see. Gaia. Right. So Gaia was not so stoked about the plan to usurp uh, the Titan's reign, obviously, because she is a Titan. She's like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem okay. Uh, And she also wasn't okay with Kronos uh, eating his children and trying to keep his children from the next round of um, evolution, basically. So um, the Olympians had a a hard time reigning peacefully at first. It was not easy in the transition. And Gaia asked the giants to help um, stop Zeus because he wasn't doing such a good job. Um, And so there's Giant Omaki, which is one of the battles. And this is when Hercules came in and all of these other heroes came in. And Gaia was giving magical herbs to the giants in order to help control them and get things going in the way that, oh, I think maybe Elvira is back. Let's see. Elvira?
2: I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. I just, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, good. All right. We're fine. I don't know what it was. I had to call in on my, uh, you did a good job. I heard you all the time. (laughs) 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 I was going to say, I don't know if the powers that be like what we're saying these days, but. I know. Yeah. It's
1: it's Zeus. Thanks. Trixie guy. Okay. But I was just about to to say, say, you know, what makes it. Yeah, what makes sense to me, so so ultimately Zeus wins, right, obviously. Um, but the, the giants had actually created a lot of destruction when they were fighting. And there's uh, mountains that were moved and islands that were created and, and new rivers that were created. And so what is interesting to think of from from a historical, potentially a little bit more logical standpoint, is that there may have been some major global catastrophe Mm -hmm. that happened. And it actually caused the very landscape to change, you know, a massive earthquake or a meteorite or something like that. And that this was the the story that Gaia and Zeus were fighting and that Gaia enlisted the giants to help her. And if you think about what the giants are in most myths across the globe, giants are part of the land. They're, you know, they are the mountains, they are the trees, they are part of the land. So it's, I think it's, it's not, you know, obviously I'm not a historian. I have no degree. All of this is just conjecture and uh, my gut instinct. But I think it makes a lot of sense that there was some catastrophe because the other thing behind that is that that is also something that repeats in mythology, um, even in Christian mythology, there is, this, there is a flood, there is uh, ge- geography being um, changed, landscape being changed, and so clearly there was some major global catastrophe that happened to our ancestors before written word was really a thing, because you mm-hmm. see this, this sort of battle repeated over and over again in mythology from across the globe. Uh, and right. so, I, you know, that's that's my uh, very uneducated opinion on it. Um, but, you know, ultimately Zeus wins, and he kind of gets his shit together and figures out how to be a, a ruler, and then uh, goes on to, you know, be difficult mm-hmm. in some ways.
2: Well, and yes, he's, he's you know, they, they're all these, you know, he, I love how they talk about it. You, you know, he's the ruler of the sky, the storms you know, wisdom, justice, uh, honor, friendship, health, uh, luck, uh, protection, and yet he is the most capricious God of all because he's quick to anger and then he just goes off and he throws thunderbolts or does all kinds of, you know, Mm -hmm. really uh, violent, destructive things. And as I'm going to say this in a veiled way, it sounds like someone we are presently dealing with in our world, in you know, the present country we live in, that seems to have this right. behavior. And I honestly look at just, I just look at that and I go, I know you're not, and there's no way because you're, you're a buffoon in so many ways. But um, it's the energy that throws out. I mean, when I started reading all these things, and I mean, as a kid, of course, you get a version that's scaled down, right? And then you kind of go out there. He's, you know, he's got the regal look. He's robust. He's this. He's that. He's the other thing. He's majestic. But then he turns around and he, he, you know, is pissed off at somebody, and he devises this really horrific, you know, thing of of punishment. So I I kind of look at it as yeah, but in my feelings mm-hmm. about. This particular deity, because he, he, and then you also look at, as this is a Greek experience, that which came out of Greece to Rome, which came, you know, out of the wandering nomadic tribes of, you know, Judaism and all, you have the vengeful God, and then you have the beneficent God, but who's still vengeful. You know, because you get pissed off and, you know, you're bad and you get punished. So there's just all this, the same pattern is played over and over in these things. But in my personal opinion, this is the first time we get to see that kind of transition in terms of the written word because they documented it in their, you know, story, their myth. So that's my rant.
1: Yeah. And and really
2: the... Uh,
1: the Olympians were the like the soap opera of the time, you know. If you any of the um, myths and stories that you read of the Olympians and the Greek gods are very dramatic, and they're filled with sex and hate and fighting and affairs and tawdry in encounters and jealousy and revenge. Like they're very much the soap opera of the time, and they also are very human. And that's one of the things that is a difference between the ruling of the titans or the 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 gods being the titans where they are these forces of nature that are not human. They are huge and big and massive and and even really beyond our comprehension. As much as we might understand and have relationship with the element of air, for example, air is really beyond our, our comprehension. It's it's too big, you know, it's too grand. We can logicalize it and have a small relationship or or a logical understanding of it, but we but the the deeper intimate relationship is very big. It's, it's very big. Yeah. Uh, But the Olympians were like, they were like mortals. They did stupid things and they cheated on their spouses and they lied and they got in fights and they would choose sides and, you know, you were either for us or against us and within themselves, you know, very much like a, a family of large siblings. You know, my mom is the oldest of six and sometimes when I watch the siblings together, I it's, I feel like I'm watching the Olympians, you know, because they, like, these two are friends right now, and they're mad at the others, and so they talk smack, and they whisper, and they do things behind the other's back, and then, you know, three months later, these other three are friends, and that, you know, it's just ridiculous, and the Olympians gave us permission to be human. Yeah, yeah,
2: so there is, in a strange way, we, we can, you know, shake hands with that and say, okay, that's, that's good, they were the transitional mm-hmm. process, and I can I can right. really you know, see that as viable and real and, and it, you know but it also the sidebar is when you get people that disrespect each other and the the environment they're in and uh, certain things and I think that they went to excess they they you know they all went to excess I think that you know in truth that's what that represented, and maybe the swing with the more uh, monotheistic uh, culture, you know, religious uh, aspects and and things that place after was the pendulum going the complete other way and being very, you know, like aesthetic, you know, like we're, we're, we're here, we're not going anywhere, this is it, this is, you know, this rigid rule, and it's brought down into the human structure in the way that it had been. So we, we can see, if you take the bigger picture, Zeus is just, he is a deity, he is an energy pattern. We can talk about him in terms of um, relationships to uh, spiritual magical practices, but it is even bigger, and it's, he is the beginning of this energy of moving into being human, you know, we are human and we have to relate to each other and the, the earth and the things in a,
1: mm-hmm. a more
2: practical way. And I think so, it comes with all the other baggage, but you know, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And there, you know, if
1: you're interested in Zeus or the Olympians or working in a Greek system, there's a lot of resources and information. There are Hellenic traditions that work only within. A Hellenic system, there are Greek revivalists, there are, uh, the, you know, the mythology on its own is vast, right? But the one thing I would caution is because, you know, we as modern peoples, we do this thing where we go, oh, well, Zeus is Zeus of Greece, and that's it. But remember that Greece might be a country now, but it was a, a, a a myriad of small villages and cities once upon a time. And the way Zeus was worked with in one part of that region was different than he was worked with in another part of the region. And now we squish all those things together and say, oh, that's Zeus. But the more you work with Greek deity, the more you realize that there are many multiple facets of that deity. And one form of Zeus you may have a really aversion to, while another form of Zeus you feel very akin with. So if, if you are interested in working within this pantheon, do your research because there is a lot available. That's one the one thing about the Greek system is there is a lot of information available. And there's a lot of academic, trustworthy sources. It's not just someone who is like, oh, that sounds good and, you know, made up a bunch of stuff. It's legitimate. We have a lot in writing. So um, you know, definitely explore history and mythology if if you're feeling the call
2: right definitely and you know we have a lot of there are a lot of names he's given a lot of epithets uh to what he did where he was you know and there's there so many it's amazing that you know i just they have genealogies like a huge tree of all the, the individuals he created with different women and sometimes not women he did, Um, you know, and then all these different aspects of what he did. So, you know, it's very big, and it's set up specifically, as Scenic says, because they were incorporating a myriad of little city-states, sort of like the feudal system Mm -hmm. in the the Middle Ages and that area where they were little little cities because they were like this castle and this area here, and then all of that became... You know, England or Germany or you know, right. They weren't all that right. at one time. So uh, everybody saw it according to their their small piece of the world. So I found it interesting since I come from you know my family's Sicilian at one point that you know they put the huge itty bitty the huge itty bitty the huge snake underneath um, Etna. So I go, oh well, that's why she belches out there all the time. Etna is the big uh, volcano that actually makes up Sicily and is very
1: active.
2: <laughs> and I was like, yep. They said, and they and said, this is what he did. You know, when he won the the war with the these these people, he threw that underneath there. And I'm thinking, okay, I can live with that, I guess. You know, I like snakes. What can I tell you? You know, that kind of thing. But you know, that's kind of <laughs> but it had, you know, it had a personal thing about. Oh, it came onto my little turf area. So, but um, and believe me, I know one of the 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 offspring, of course, is one of your patron gods. So obviously, very personal in um, yeah a different way to this this particular Yes, DVD.
1: this is true. Yeah, I never thought I would be an Olympian connected witch, and then you know, one of my <laughs> gods had a different plan and. Huh? Yeah, I was, you know, because I'm so, like, to just make this about me for a second. (laughs) Go for it. I'm all for it. Basically since the dawn of my life really I always have to be the the outlier always like when I was in fifth grade new kids on the block were really popular so I couldn't like new kids on the block because it was popular and I only wanted to like like in fifth grade I decided I was going to be the one girl that collected baseball cards because I didn't want to be like the other girls so I'm always that person I'm all I like I tend to always be like you know, if if there's a boy band and everyone loves the lead singer, I love the drummer because I just have to be the outlier. It's how I am. And that's how it's been with the Greeks. I was like, no, the Greeks are obvious and everyone knows them. And of course, you know, everyone loves Aphrodite and blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't, I'm not doing it.
2: And I resisted.
1: Dionysus is he, you know he's only been a part of my personal pantheon for he's the newest, which is hilarious because he's the last of the Olympians to take a throne uh but he's, right. the, he's at this point in my life, he's the last to join my personal pantheon, so it, you know it's kind of funny. Uh, I resisted the Greeks for so long, anyway, blah blah blah. <laughs> well, no, I
2: think that's <laughs> kind sidebar of, it's about very, me it's all it's well, I mean we do have a show, and it is considered you know we are the spokespeople of our show. So and it really. shows what you do, what you what your personality, what you are, who you are, creates you know, where your spirituality goes. And we're talking about yeah. a particular deity, but it's also this deity founded a dynasty that, you know, went on to then become used as a template for present day life in a in its own way. Yeah. So Yeah. So you're, you're definitely yeah. right on target. And on the other hand, Darlene, uh, Hakate's mine and she's a Titan. And, of course, they did give her an honorary, but I think it's because they didn't want to mess with her, really, because in some ways she's, you know, one of the only Titans. They kind of said, oh, well, we'll be okay with you if you take care of Demeter and hang out over here. We're fine. So, uh, you know, but again, that's probably because Again, on the other hand, just looking at situations of how people take on the deities that they are most attached to or that come and talk to them. And some of them, like Dionysus, chose to Mm -hmm. connect. And that's one of the reasons why when we talk about different deities, it may seem really, 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 really wonderful and it's like, oh, this is really exciting, but you really do have to work with seeing if this is truly a spiritual good fit because it's not just an intellectual experience. Right. um, Yeah. Should we take a break? I think it would be delightful to take our break.
1: Yeah, let's take a quick break and then we can talk about Zeus's many children. (laughs) (sighs)
2: Lovely. That'll take us to the end and beyond. Exactly.
1: Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> we'll be back. All right. All
0: right. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurerman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4:30, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John Saint Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lafay, Fridays 6 to 7. All-time specific, at three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
1: So uh, I want to apologize about the loudness of the genie commercial. Uh yeah, I didn't realize it was turned, the volume was turned up on my switchboard. And then as soon as I it started, I was like, whoa, and I immediately <laughs> turned it down. Sorry, everybody. If you weren't awake, well, you it's are now. Well, our
2: volume. Our volume <laughs> has been off or on. I have disappeared and reappeared, so I like a genie.
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect.
2: Yes, yes. So. Children of Zeus, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. So, I mean, obviously, it's funny they said in, in a beginning statement here, just because it was so amusing the way that this author put it, was that um, he was infamous for his adulterous affairs. Of course, in those days, I don't know if the word adulterous would have been appropriate, but during which he often transformed himself into various incarnations to bed his prey that to me
1: right <laughs> just that word is rather yes. bothersome <laughs> yes I thought
2: I get it I understand you're, you're, you're talking about time beyond you know kind of thing but that is truly what he, he epitomized the seeing the female that he created these other beings from or to and I'm yeah. like, yeah. so. But then you had certain ones that were like of his own level that he did get children by. Obviously, we'll talk all about that. But I think it was different. It's like, you know, and I think if you want to take a, a point, and then I'll let you you go fly with this, is that they have a whole thing in the um, Christian. Structure of, you know, Lucifer rebelling and the, the angels having affairs and, you know, having sex with humans and the, the offspring mm-hmm. of that. It's interesting that that came down in that version when you have the same things here with Zeus, particularly Zeus, obviously. Right. Um, but I found that, you know, I was looking at that going, what's all these things? And then I thought about the um, the legends and the, the the myths that started here, but then you wound up with the Christian traditions. And, of course, I'm a true fan of the, the uh, now it's not TV anymore, it's on Netflix, Lucifer, because I find that they are mm. they're taking it into a different version of what happened. But we'll go from there. We aren't talking Christian, we're talking youth. So what are <laughs> kids? Right. Well, you has
1: got a lot of them you know, a lot of them. Um, And and there is a little bit of, of interesting crossover. Hold on, I'm going to try not to cough in your ear. I'm going to mute myself. All right, sorry about that. I had to cough. Um, well, there is some interesting crossover, be- and I think this may be regional because sometimes gods existed before Zeus, and then in other versions, Zeus is their parent. So you know, we got again, take it all with a grain of salt, do your research, blah blah blah. But Zeus's life is Hera. Hera is the queen of the of the Olympians, of the, the gods, and Hephaestus is one of their children, Ares and Elysiaia, I think is how you say that. I suck at pronouncing complicated words. I am sorry. I apologize in advance. Um, But before Hera, Zeus was actually married to a titan, Metis. And Athena was born of Metis and Zeus, uh, which is one of those children that he wasn't allowed, wasn't going to allow to be born because, again, One of his children was supposed to usurp him, and he thought it would be Athena, so he swallowed her, you know, doing just like his dad did. And then she used an axe to uh, pound her way out of his head and was born that way instead because, you know, it's not a good idea to just swallow things that are causing you problems. I'm just going to keep saying that. (laughs) Then he's the father of Apollo and Artemis, who are twins. Uh, he's the father of Hermes. He's the father of Dionysus. He and so and what's interesting is some of these entities are are gods, even though their parents weren't hu- or are human. Like in the case of Dionysus, Dionysus's mother is human, uh, but then Zeus took the baby after accidentally killing Samil, his human mother, and the baby gestated in his thigh the rest of his. Gestation period and was born out of Zeus's thigh, which is the only reason Dionysus isn't a demigod. Otherwise, he would be a god and a human have a demigod, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, then we have Hercules, Perseus, they are demigods. Um, Persephone, which is one of those things that I've read many different stories about because her mother is Demeter. I don't. I don't know. I don't. That one feels wrong to me, but whatever. i I whatever. Uh, he also is the father of the Fates, supposedly, and the Horae, which are like our um, seasons and time and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, he is the father of Helen, you know, Helen, the problematic one. Uh, and then I don't know. Then oh, the muses, the nine muses. And then there's a bunch of other like the graces and some other Minos King Minos supposedly uh, Arcus uh, there's all these other kind of smaller players in the in the stories that he uh, was also a father of, and there are many other untolds because he would often um he was well known for raping women if they didn't comply with his sexual advances, or he would trick them by transforming himself into something else and, and tricking them into having sex with him. Clearly condoms were not a thing in ancient Greece because he's got a million freaking children. Okay. Um, but it's also believed that he was the first of many races, which is something historically, is not that unusual. Many, like it, it was also very popular in Egypt to say that you were of the lineage of, of Ra or of uh, Osiris or Isis or whatever. So it was not unusual for for powerful kings to say that they were descendants of Zeus. Of course you want to be a descendant of a god. Of course. that just It proves that you're fit to be king. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. It's interesting. One of the things you were you're you're talking and then of course I'm sitting here going yes, yes, yes. And then I'm reading Metis, the goddess of prudence, was Zeus's first love. Somehow I think he missed out on prudence. Totally.
1: He <laughs> well, so he, he never got her the whole idea.
2: Huh?
1: Yeah, he he imprisoned yeah. her because she's a Titan.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I thought that 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 was very interesting of uh, prudence and then of course one, Zeus punished men by giving them women. Oh, yay. Does that sound <laughs> like, you know, fun? Oh, gosh. It's just, yeah, know. He, you know, he has, a, the energy is there. And, and I know we've, we've, there are many books written on this and many, you know, of the, the women that pioneered uh, the, the feminine uh, power Be it in spirituality, uh, paganism, in in psychology, or wherever, this is one of those where um, there is a lot to be said about how the energy was uh, diverted and distorted in terms of to females, to the female population, and even including, obviously, Zeus could have children by himself. I mean, he, you know, obviously, Dionysus, as you know. Um, having been shown into his thigh and, and, you know, carried the child. I keep thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger in and tw- and, um, Twins. Was it Twins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was Twins. Because I keep, you know, it's yeah. just my brain kind of went, oh, my God, look at that. Because, again, that's another one of those, we're going to take over all these things, including childbirth. Of course, they never quite got the image of how painful it was. I know Schwarzenegger did a good job, I thought, as an actor and a, a character showing, you know, the the concept. But truthfully, when I say pain, <laughs> it, you know, it's the idea that we have children that come through a very small space, and there is right. pain when it comes there, not as a punishment, yeah. but as a reality. And I'm thinking, you guys, right. get away right. with it. So anyway, that yeah. is another this guy is really rich for getting onto vents, onto you know, or ramp. Right. So, but.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because if you think about the Olympians, um, you know, Zeus is in charge. Well, why is Zeus in charge? Who decided he was going to be in charge? Well, Zeus did, right? But the yeah. other Olympians are just as powerful as Zeus. Many of them, like Aphrodite is not one of Zeus's offspring. She was she's born of the Titans. Um, She has just as much power and potential to rule and be the one in charge. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is no infighting uh, that we know of. Maybe these stories have been lost over time. That's definitely a possibility. But we don't Mm -hmm. have any infighting of the gods going, well, who says, who put you in charge? You know, uh, we don't have the the women deities standing up to Zeus or um, getting mad at him or putting him in his place. In fact, more often than not when Hera is mad at Zeus for being a perv or cheating on her again, she goes and punishes the woman that Zeus has impregnated. Uh, and, or like Dionysus, she tries to make Dionysus go mad because she's so jealous that he is born of Zeus. So, you know, her priorities are a little bit messed up too. And that feels like patriarchy, you know, especially if the gods are a reflection of the humans of the time.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Well, yeah. And you, you were saying, it's true. But then there was, at one point, Hera enlisted, and I'm, I was trying to find this, but Hera enlisted the help, and if you remember this, with two other of the deities, the female deities, to tie Zeus in his bed. And that's part right. of a myth. So they did, you know, at some point they did try to, you know, do something. But, oh, that was it. Here, Hera, Athena, and, oh, Poseidon. Okay, they had a guy come in. Tried to take over Zeus's role as head of the Olympians and bound him into his bed. Right. Yeah. Right. So there you go. Right. And there I was, think
1: that there's some misconception about Hades. There's a... Um... There's a misconception, and I think this has a little bit to do with Disney and the Disney movie yes. about Hercules, that yes. Hades was upset with being stuck in the underworld. Um, I think Hades has gotten a really bad rap. And I think, my, again, this is my, my personal, non-educated um, the explanation here. I think that that is um, Christian overtones, because what is yes. Hades the ruler of? He's the ruler of the underworld. What does that mean to Christian iconography? That's hell. That's where the devil reigns. So Hades got equated. Hades got equated with being evil over time. But if you look at the myths, Hades never tries to fight. He's not interested in changing his role. He actually has a very lovely life with his queen of the underworld, Persephone. Uh, you know, who's the story of their union has also totally been overwritten by patriarchy and and the change of of culture, you know? So um, Poseidon and Zeus actually had a much more rivalrous relationship as brothers than Haiti. And there are lots of stories about Poseidon trying to usurp Zeus's power.
2: And that, you know, and it's interesting because I guess I'm also kind of going back and forth to Zeus and then what we have out here in the world today because if you think about it, you're right. Hades did not have a, um, a hostility. As a matter of fact, and I know that somewhere along the line they had the Wrath of the Titans after the Clash of the Titans, which I thought was kind of cute. Um, and in it, uh, there is this this aspect of um, duality that Hades is upset, but at the very end, Hades pulls back and get, and and says, No, this is not right and, and everything. There is a change of heart. So even in how mm-hmm. they try to portray that that there's a rivalry here it I think is more the the fact that it's frustration sometimes on how he's perceived yeah. and I think yeah. that that is the, the what I would take as the underlying current of what that story was kind of doing. And then you take that and again my favorite show, Lucifer must be strange that I happen to like a Christian deity, or I whatever. Um, he, it's the idea that he has chosen to change what he does. Not that he's, you know, I mean, he, they they do have, the, you know, the anger and stuff. But it's kind of interesting how it's like. Well, I'm tired of doing this. You know, I like humans; they're really right. cool. Why do I have to right. keep, you know, right. being mean to them? And I think that's the right. rebellion. Right. So anyway. Zeus, on the other hand, in, engenders that energy of, you know, right makes might, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. so but as a deity, yeah. I mean, you 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 look at all of the the um, statues, he's very virile, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, always kind of the, those different things. I know the eagle is one of his animals, and... Um, the oak is part of his, you know, the, the plants and the thunderbolt and Argus, the, the shield. Uh, That's mm-hmm. what he shares with Athena, obviously. Um, yeah. So there's there certain symbols yeah, that I think think.
1: Right. Yeah. One of the things I find interesting is uh, very typically of the gods or the Greeks is uh, cities would be dedicated to specific deities like Athens uh-huh. is the city of Athena right and that uh-huh. was very common for villages or cities to have a, a, a direct um, god right there are none for Zeus uh, and, and you know part of that argument can be made well it's because he's omnipresent, and he's the big guy, and, you know, he's everywhere, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and a lot of worship of him has been found in small homes and in little courtyards in people's houses, more connected to to personal work and family prosperity and family health. And, um, and you know, there he is connected to prosperity and hospitality and oaths and being protected and all that kind of thing. So there is that. But there isn't a specific city uh, that is you know the city of Zeus um, right, so even right. though we have this big over-the-top power where his worship was most often found was in small places and uh, very personal places
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that would make it a transition-wise it's like setting it up because we know that Zeus eventually becomes Jupiter for the Romans and, you know, they, they right. kind of, it shifts. But if you think about the personal uh, deity aspect is about certain things, isn't that how eventually they put, you know, God, Jehovah, so the, the big mm-hmm. one of the Christian traditions, as, pers- you know, it's like, it is all-encompassing, and you have a personal experience for something you're asking for from this energy or deity, um, and I think that becomes how it shifted and morphed. And uh, I'm sorry. Every time I think of this, I think of and because I was there, Sistine Chapel, and when you you know it's iconic, you see God with his finger towards you know Adam, and you look at all of the the Statues of Zeus, my gosh, yeah, and even the paintings—it's exactly that. I mean, it was just overlaid. So I mean, the nice beard and the, the you know, the the virile attitude of you know, I'm I'm huge and gorgeous and here I am. But um, yeah, you know, it's a the energy, a deity that is uh, not just about sky or air or any of that, but over. It's overshadowed everything, and um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm not really saying I don't have a relationship with Zeus. I just don't think that it's uh, up front and close. I mean, mostly because I grew up with that energy in our culture, in our families, you know, the dynamics. Not that, you know, everything is bad being male or being, you know, Zeus-like. It's just... Um, the other was the need for balance. So I think that's where I chose some of the the things that opened me up to the, the, the spirituality that I followed and, and follow and the, the deities. But yeah. definitely, I like the Z. That's maybe because I like Zorro, too. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
2: so do we that's have funny. anything that we want to... I, I thought humor might be a good one after, you know, all my kind of aspect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I
2: think that I mean, I think that about
1: covers it. By the time you're listening to this episode, uh, you will have heard our episode on Hera, which is running the week prior to this episode. So, you know, you may have already heard some of these things because there is overlap in Zeus and Hera's stories, obviously. Um, uh, but you know, it is an interesting Partnership that the two of them have, and, and so this sort of ends our, our uh, two-fold talk on Zeus and Hera, um, you know because we're, we're pretty close at time now, so we should yes we are start I thinking mean, we're about different. that and yeah, and I think our next show the show after this one, if you're listening live, will be on Lamas, um, right. and then we'll be back live. Sometime after that, <laughs> yes,
2: we will. We will have ventured out and had a wonderful time out in the the vacation worlds of Europe and the uh, South, the Midwest, and South. That we will of the United States. That is. So we will have a lot to right. to share and express. So yeah. hopefully, um, enjoy the show. Enjoy the, the pre records before and after while we are gone, and we will uh, see you all back. In um, August, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: Yep. Okay, yeah. well, have yeah. a good summer as it, it progresses. May it be safe, especially in our area, from um, things of problems that we have had before. And uh, mm-hmm. a or two.
1: <laughs> yes. and Enjoy your summer, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.